I've loved what I've heard so far. The you know the the two songs that you've got out there, uh, the title track "Memories Are Now." Uh, in fact, there was there was a quote on your on your website, I think, um, where you said, "The future is no place to put your better days." Yeah, you know what? That's a Dave Matthews quote. It's uh, something he's. I don't remember where he said. Maybe it's in a song. But I just have always loved that. I'm not sure if he came up with it, but he, he, I heard him say it, and um, I just have always. I, I, oh, I agree. I just think that's the perfect way to put it. And which is, uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, I guess I take it to mean like action now. Don't wait. Don't wait, but but um, I think it's about having the the positive mind frame today. It's the count, the kind of count your blessings kind of a feeling. Is that something that you would say sums up the album, or was that just a thought going through your head as you wrote the line? It's part of the sentiment behind Memories Are Now. Um, the song Memories Are Now is a cast of um, incantations or um, mottos or things that you can say to yourself to help yourself remain calm and cool Yeah. and um, hanging in there with the work. It's like a an affirmation uh, and dedication to whatever it is you're pursuing you know, whatever is calling you. So, it, and when, if it's, if, if something's calling you, chances are it's going to come along with a whole lot of challenges. And when those challenges show themselves, the song helps you with certain little sayings that can help you um, stay in the work. Which is, I think, needed. <laughs> I mean, you even said it uh, on Twitter recently. You said that it's a song meant as medicine. Which It is. It is, because I needed it at the time when I wrote it. You know, I was getting a bunch of, of roadblocks. There were roadblocks popping up. I was, felt like I was only hearing the word no. And so I had to write. I had to just do something to, to help myself stay in the work, like I said. And then, I mean, the music on that, too. It's, I found it so interesting because, you know, you've been really great throughout your catalog of this interesting juxtaposition, I guess, because it's minimal instrumentation. Like, it feels like there's barely anything going on there, which really allows those words to shine. You know, the attention is really focused right there and, and, and really direct. That was uh, Blake Mills, who was my producer on this record and an old-time collaborator of mine. Um, I think I think after he'd been coming to my shows for a number of years, realized that that the kind of the handshake happens in the live realm between me and the listener when there's less information and there's they're able to really just connect with what it is that I'm there to say and moving away from my particular voice which tends to be um, hidden quite easily if there's too much around it so um, he wanted to highlight those particular those particular elements and um, so what we have overall is a really sparse, sparse presentation. Yeah, I mean it's a genius move uh, for you as you know the songwriter. Like, ha- I don't know how different was it for you then to come up with the music. I mean, did you have to? Well, it's just isolation, really, sitting alone in a in a writing room, scratching your head and and trying your best not to um, judge your work before it's time. Um, if you judge your work before it's time, nothing will make it to record so so trying to just uh, the writing process was a i don't know a six month process or something like that and and then um one of the songs i brought to blake and he helped me kind of strip it down that that song the lost sky mm-hmm. actually has more verses and um or it actually has verses but he he ended up taking the b section and the chorus and turning it into what you hear today 
on the record. Which is a gorgeous song in itself. And, and, and the way it just, uh, I think I'm using the wrong word here, but it just kind of bounces along. It, it almost feels like, a, it, what do you call it when the song's like in the round, like people would do with Row Your Boat. It's not that, but it almost feels like it keeps turning around and turning around. It's a broken record, that song. Yeah, yeah. It's, I guess a, bro- it's-, it's a broken record for the mind that won't get off the track. And the song is to help break this cycle of attachment. In the song, that particular person has unfinished business with someone who isn't going to let them finish. So it, the, the writing of the song was, was also medicine in terms of me letting go of particular people who, who I couldn't, you know, if they won't show up, you have to let them go. So, and, and until you do let them go, there's this thing that happens in your brain. You... You tend to repeat the same things and the same the same things, and it doesn't help you. So yeah. you write a song about it, maybe you're able to let it go. I mean, not to generalize it too much, but as far as breakup songs go, it's really unique in that sense. It's you know, it's it's not one of those that I've heard before, which is sort of hard to do these days. Yeah, I guess I didn't know I was breaking up. I was, in the song, I think I started thinking like it was more of a confrontation, like um, like listen. If you don't show up, we might just have to break up. But over time, and getting to know the song, I do see it that way. Were you writing all of this at the same time as when you were doing the Sam Beam LP? Um, it, it happened in stages. You know, you collect songs over time. Um, some of them were happening then. Some of them happened before. So it was recorded. It, it was recorded. It was, I started the process before I was. I uh, recorded the Sam Beam record. I started the process before then. Okay, I just always so. find that interesting. Um, I don't know. When I look at other artists who've kind of had the opportunity to to work on multiple projects at once and, and they end up coming out, it, it's it always ends up playing like a bigger part of the story. Um, and it may, that's completely from a fan's point of view. And you know, we I think we all try to look for things like that, but. You know, instead of getting just one great book, it's almost like it becomes part of a, a bigger set because, I don't know, that's that's the thought running through people's heads. Or yeah. the thoughts running through the heads all at the same time. Your songs are, are like bookmarks through your story. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 tell you where you... The listener can, can know where an artist is at by listening to the progression of their songs. And um, I think I think you can... I'm curious, I haven't... I haven't um, I haven't completed a song in a while. I'm curious to hear what that completion sounds like after having written with Sam and these songs going into the world and, and living with these songs right now. So it's always curious to see how you change from project to project. Yeah. Well, I've loved watching you change, and I really do love the music right now, and I appreciate uh, you know having the call today. So thank you so much, and if you're around Louisville, you know, hopefully we'll see you here uh, sooner than later. uh, All right, have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye.